Welcome back, everybody. Mm-hmm. We're here again. We're <laughs> <Prefer laughs> to say podcast. I'm Boutique Paul. And I am Daddy Master Senpai. It's been a long week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As of recording, this has been a long week. Mm-hmm. I, I worked uh tens every day this week and then this weekend i uh took my sister's maternity photos i'm busy busy for like six seven days straight yeah and then you know all sorts of fun stuff it's 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 been been quite the week i'm exhausted it's just another sign that the 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 pod needs to go (laughs) (laughs) to go full time for that at some point in my life uh I threw laundry in. I haven't put mm-hmm. it in the dryer yet. It's my work clothes, so I gotta make sure those are done. So today's episode, um, yeah, uh, a little while back we did a, the validity of a validity of the gaming industry because mm-hmm. it's grown into quite the venture in many different aspects. So, um, being that was a more of a, a Greg topic, one hundred percent. We'll. Uh, We'll jump into my territory and we'll talk about the validity of musicianship mm-hmm. because who doesn't love music trick question the answer is no one nobody doesn't like music <laughs> i would love for me, somebody to be like i hate music i don't i don't like sounds <laughs> I, my ears just cut them off <laughs> don't want this that'd be wild mm-hmm. someone was like yeah i just wish i couldn't hear mm-hmm. i don't like noises voices instruments people mm-hmm. I wonder if there's somebody who's just like extremely happy when they like if they go deaf because they're sick of hearing. I don't know, but if there is, I want to meet that person. I will learn. I will learn <laughs> ALS just to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> like, please tell me what is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, uh, the validity of musicianship. Um, I, I guess I guess we'll start. Uh, its validity comes from the fact that it goes further back than most things mm-hmm. in recent history. I mean, as, as, as long as let's see, I don't know when the first instrument was ever made, but I'm pretty sure as, as soon as uh, people were, you know, huddling around campfires in the dark and like communicating at some level, I'm pretty sure music came like immediately after that. It was probably some caveman just banging rocks together mm-hmm. and he discovered rhythm. <laughs> he was like, thunk. Thunk, thunk. What? <laughs> that's, that's when he discovered the real fire. <laughs> Could you imagine coming out of the cave like that fire? No, this fire. Thunk, thunk, thunk. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Like I, I like those uh people uh, will Photoshop those um like ancient inscribed like wall art or whatever. So mm. the, or no, maybe it was just a. Maybe it was just like a painting. It was like uh, when cavemen discover fire and they'll put like an album instead of fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it goes so far back. Uh, I don't know. It's just a tradition in like human culture. Mm-hmm. Music is as human as the skin on your body. Yeah. That's definitely an interesting way to put it. Hey, man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just has a deep history. It's like, what are you going to do without skin? Well, what are you going to do without music? That would be awful. (laughs) A world without music is just awful. (laughs) Yeah. And then uh, I don't know. I think it's just so ingrained, especially in individual cultures, because like, you know, every territory, like every like, you know, kind of culture had its own type of music. Mm -hmm. Which is interesting that. uh, 
America doesn't really have because we don't really have our own music. I mean, we shouldn't. America's supposed <laughs> to be the cultural melting pot. If anything, I take that back. We do. We do country western music. Okay, yeah. That, yeah that's, that's one. Right. That's yep. one. That's one that Americans can yep. just claim outright. <laughs> I was going to say, but yeah, I mean, uh, America should be the place where like music comes to intermingle, you know, you you yeah. bring, you bring a style of music to America. It's not long before it's, you know, bled into all these other genres and stuff gets mixed up. And now you have this entirely new concept. Yeah, actually, I don't know. Uh, it's hard to say that we don't have our own music. I mean, will classical music count, or is that just sort of a universal thing? I, like, it, there, there's no single destination for. I mean, classical music didn't originate in America, did it? I don't know. Let's look that up. Where was the first piano played? <laughs> the very first piano played. <laughs> if, if it was a piano, I mean, <laughs> instruments have a really interesting evolution. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Let's type. Where does classical music originate? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. That's, that's the question I've never been asked. You know, I've I've been asked very bizarre things. It but, says ancient Egypt. Ah, there we go. <laughs> classical music, or at least <laughs> classical music is Egyptian. <laughs> Let's see. There's. It's it suggested that the roots of Western classical music ultimately lie in ancient Egyptian art music. Via, I don't know how to say that word. I'll say it. Chironomy. Let me see. It's C-H-E-I-R-O-N-O-M-Y. So, Chironomy? Uh, Chironomy? 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 I'm going to say... I'm going to say... I'm going to say Chironomy. Like, the C is almost not there. Not there. Oh, maybe. Kind of like hieroglyphics. Because <laughs> it's spelled a little similar. It just has a C at the front. I've never... Wait, really? Yeah, look at that. <laughs> Hold on. Isn't it? Isn't that spelled the same way? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. No, hieroglyphs spelled is H I E R O G L Y. Way wrong. The C is silent in hieroglyphics. What do you mean? No, I wasn't saying that there was a C at the beginning of hieroglyphics. I'm saying like the H E I was similar. Oh, okay. But I was wrong on that front too. Oh, I, I thought you meant there was like a C in hieroglyphics. No, like, no, 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 no. Yeah, there was a hidden C. You just never saw it. So yeah. Um, <laughs> and then classical music. I think most things kind of stem from classical music for the mm-hmm. most part. Just find the oldest back, music. Everything back, stems from that. Back, back when, you know, classical musicians were dropping that hot fire, you know, mm-hmm. them, the, them sonatas and whatnot. <laughs> the music's so good. You ain't got to have ears to listen to it to appreciate it. Uh, oh yeah, uh, what's it? Beethoven. Mm-hmm. Beethoven was deaf, right? Yep. Uh, he didn't start deaf. Uh, we'll just overlook that part for the purpose of this explanation. <laughs> no, it gives him an epic backstory because his father used to like pull him by the ear to play piano for his friends. Oh my goodness, that sucks. Yeah, yeah, he, he had a rough childhood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then just you know, once he uh, once he was fully deaf, yeah, he'd go with the uh, cut the legs off the piano, mm-hmm. put it on the floor, and like would like feel the vibrations. It's impressive. It's dedication is what that is. Also, back in the days when you like kind of like you'd handwrite mm-hmm. notated music. You know, I th- I'm pretty sure they had prints printing back then. I actually saw a uh, <laughs> a music typewriter. How it's it's built like a typewriter, but it mm-hmm. has like the notes 
and values and stuff like that. So it's like oh, you just sort of okay. typed it along. Okay. I was gonna. I was. I was thinking like, what if it was like uh, it based on each individual instrument? So if it was like a piano uh, type typewriter, it's just a piano key like setup. I <laughs> mean, it just types. I don't know, but <laughs> that's how I envisioned it. As soon as he said, "Yeah, musical typewriter," I was like, "Oh, that's crazy!" It's just instead of making noise, it just stamps ink to paper. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's crazy. It lo- it looks bizarre, too. But yeah, you just you know, type out your compositions, and mm. obviously you'd have a typed out piece, which I'm assuming you'd go send to the, you know, oh, they probably do like they did newspapers for that kind of stuff, mm. or books. But yeah, it's as old, I wouldn't say it's the oldest time itself, because obviously, you know, you had to, you I had mean, to make instruments. For people who would say that, like, for people who say that uh, the noise of nature is music, then it is as old as time itself. Oh, I- <laughs> Yeah, I've never been one to say things like that. Those man, are, those, well, those are those are those wiser be wiser than wise characters in movies that you see. I don't know, man. <laughs> I like g- growing up on the farm. There were plenty of times where I just sat outside and listened to the wind blowing through like the, the crop and stuff. I don't know. I've never. I'm not out there like <laughs> fucking freestyling over it or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Drop them bars over the stage, son. <laughs> But yeah, there were plenty of times where I'd just sit out there on the swing set, not even swinging, just listening. Oh man, it's also uh, I don't. Know, I guess we say it's like music's timeless. Mm-hmm. Even if there's music that uh, you know encapsulates different eras, it's still you know music is one of those timeless things that will never go away. Never, never, ever. It's also uh, it's also very entertaining. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Obviously, the point of music to be entertaining. Mm-hmm. I mean, no one's just making music like I have no intention to entertain you. This is just something I do. <laughs> and if you are, you may, you might want to reassess and uh, probably pick something better to do. Right? I'm making music for who? No one. It sits in a folder on my computer forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's also uh, also quite a skill to develop, mm-hmm. especially when you had, especially back in the classical days, or even now, like like child prodigies who would just clicks with them, mm-hmm. you know, or, or just even if it, it, even if it took a lot of work and you're just, you know, grinding away, practicing all the time, it's definitely something to, it's definitely something to be proud of mm-hmm. and something that not everybody can do or like wants to do. I, I mean, yeah, it's definitely one of those things where people come out of nowhere and they'll, they'll stand on the street and be like, listen to the music I can play. Like it's, it's, it's something that sets you apart from from people in in so much as to say that it is an inherent value that people want out of you right i know it's interesting when i see like you know downtown every now and then you might see buskers mm. i wonder is that legal in michigan i don't know i don't know i try not never to think inquired. about it <laughs> never really inquired about that never seen anybody get arrested for it it's probably allowed panhandling is allowed i mean yeah if panhandling would be allowed and music's not, I'd I'd probably rage. Yeah, I see. I mean, I see people playing music on the on like freeway exits and stuff all the time. There was a dude who used to play acoustic guitar right <laughs> in the drive of where the Aldi is on I think near Fifty Second Street mm-hmm. and where that Walmart is. Dude mm-hmm. just was like maybe like singing and playing guitar. I I literally <laughs> saw that same guy. I saw that same guy a few days ago when I was when I went over to Chris's to help him put in his uh, new computer parts. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that same fucking guy. Well, he's still out here, <laughs> man. 
oh, I always thought that he was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. It's like, why are you just sitting here just playing? Like, it's in the middle of a ru- just in the middle of a audience, drive. Man. <laughs> Everybody with their window down to like relieve themselves from the heat, and if, if, for, if they don't have AC for whatever reason, then right. they just have to listen. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you could definitely do it anywhere. That's mm-hmm. another plus to it. You could do it any. You could make music out of anything. Mm-hmm. You don't even have to be a fully able body to make music. Oh, definitely not. Because like something I didn't address when we were talking about the couple of times we were talking about when you were you were making music. I forgot that uh, a former member of one of my favorite bands, uh, he uh, ended up a quadriplegic mm-hmm. in a accident with their tour van his like seat like detached oh boy That's and rough. uh yeah he ended up like no movement on his lower body and like limited movement in his arms and upper body so mm-hmm. he's just like pretty much out of commission for the most part um got a nice settlement out of it though so that ought to help cover his expenses but yeah i mean and, th- and this was also years ago this mm-hmm. was like over a decade ago oh, honestly okay. this is like 14 years ago if i if i'm remembering it's, it was probably like 13, 14 years ago or something like that. Okay. Uh, but uh, not exactly current events. Yeah, not current events. So he's been, he's been, um, yes, he's been, he's been this way for a while. Mm. And uh, yeah, uh, he actually, with technology, he has a setup where he, you know, can make music. I actually bought this uh, album he did. It's like some live show he did where he was like playing his music. But yeah, he just, you know, he's got set up in his room and he's got, you know, things to assist him with his hands and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, you could literally make music in in any state unless you're unconscious if you're in a coma you're not making music until we find out a way to tap into your brain waves and have it relay <laughs> into some sort of instrument <laughs> then your dreams could be making music oh, that'd be weird. <laughs> it'd probably be weird and atonal and not mm-hmm. sound good <clears throat> so yeah you can do it anywhere anytime for the most part, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't suggest you break out the guitar like during your work shift, mm-hmm. unless your job is playing music. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe at break time. Yeah, you know, you you just or or if you're like, I mean, the, yeah, anywhere inappropriate. Like, what if you're at a, like a nice restaurant, you know, and you're just like, oh, we're having a nice meal. They probably already you have know? musicians, right? And then you pull out <laughs> yours, and you're like, I'm gonna play along, and everybody's like, wait, hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious. That's another thing. You could literally. <laughs> just you know you could play in restaurants mm-hmm. professionally just like in the background playing piano mm-hmm. whether or not they care is up to is on them but you know you can have a good old time i actually like what you said before like you said you want to eventually uh, you build a house you'd like one of those 70s conversation pits yeah put like a piano like yeah so you know have conversations somebody yeah. go up and just little, play a little piano yeah definitely definitely an instrument that a lot of people are either familiar with or like somebody i know is really good really good at then i'd then I definitely have a uh, like seventy style con- uh, conversation pit. I love that shit. Or I just if I if I have money to have a house like that, I'll pay someone to come play music. I don't give a shit. <laughs> you got the money to air. Let's play some nice, you know, low tempo classical stuff. Just background for the conversations we're having. I want my friends to feel fancy. <laughs> yeah, you know, I never really got into classical music too much. There's I had to learn about it. There's some that I like, but I'm not like an aficionado. You know, I'm not going to be like, oh, man, you have I don't go lived. out of my way to listen to classical yeah. music. I probably should. But. Yeah, it's a uh, definitely something that brings people together. Mm-hmm. It's you know. it. It breaks uh, language barriers. Yeah. Music sounds the same in every language. Yeah. 
Well, instrumental does. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> and that's what I mean. Vocals. That's <laughs> what I mean. <laughs> I mean, but even if you don't speak the language, you can generally pick up the tone or like the 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 emotional message behind music without speaking the language, right? Or like like, like you know, you listen to Japanese hip hop. Yeah, they speak Japanese. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I bet this is fire if I could understand what they're saying. I like, I still listen to like I still listen to Japanese metal bands and stuff. I listen to some some Japanese rap artists. I can't remember their names off the top of my head because I've listened to them infrequently, but I like their work. But yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're saying most of the time unless I go and I look up the translation. Or they say English words just to. Like, yeah, I, I like I like those start right. They'll throw an English word just so the line before rhymes. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's really smart. Yeah, because <laughs> you're like none of this actually rhymes in uh-uh. English, but it sounds cool. It's yeah, the translations always get me too because it's like it's like reading a. It's like it's just like reading a page out of a book, you know, if they're telling a story because there's no rhyme, there's no meter. But then like you hear it in Japanese and then the, the, the few words they throw in there in English and then it just comes out perfect. Yeah. It's also uh, a lot of mediums are kind of dependent on it. Mm-hmm. Like, Could you imagine like like playing a video game without music? I've done it before. It sucks. It really it sucks. like it, it, <laughs> you're just like, yeah, I tried it once. <laughs> the music like people don't like to people don't understand how ingrained in like everything we do. Music is um, people who play video games. You know, uh, there's plenty of games that you can play without music. But even like all the way back to like Pong, you know, every time uh, the ball bounced back and forth and and, and collided with your uh, paddle in that game, there's an audible cue. You know, that's music. Oh, yeah. So but. When it comes to like video games and stuff, the music sets the tone. And even, you know, in some some uh, situations, the absence of the music. But then generally it's for like a short period of time and that's just to right. build suspense. And then guess what happens when that moment happens? Music comes in crashing loud and hard. Yeah. <gasps> Silence is important sometimes. Mm-hmm. Or, or like, you know, there aren't that many mu- movies without music. Mm-hmm. I-, I saw one movie that didn't have a musical score. It was actually it was actually a wise decision. They they did they made a score for it. It was actually the movie uh, Mother. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard of that. Uh, I, I I came out like a couple of years ago. Wasn't it like a whole a- social circle going crazy over it? <clears throat> Maybe I don't know. I had Jennifer Lawrence. In yep. It. Yeah, I remember hearing about um, it. Um, that had no score. They did a score, but they took it out because he said the score just didn't really sound right. Mm-hmm. And that was the only instance I was like, you know what? I'm kind of okay with this. It definitely made the. It definitely made it. <laughs> Since a lot of time music is uh, used to subside some tension, this really mm-hmm. made it a harder, almost a like excruciating experience without the music. So it almost changes it, certain things. Changes it from a cinema experience to like you're wa- like you're watching a live feed of something. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> happening. Like I remember there was a what was it in the Warriors? Actually, there was a one scene. I think it was when they were fighting the Baseball Furies. Mm-hmm. There wasn't music there originally, and then they put it in because they just felt it was too violent just because you hear all the like beating yep. beating of each other you're just mm-hmm. like hey, let's put some music in here this sounds a little too harsh talk about a throwback i love that movie <gasps> warriors i kind of wish i could see the um because they haven't really see original cut of the movie because the uh the current one that's out is the director's cut and the original movie doesn't have those comic book transitions mm-hmm. and apparently it's better without them and i was like why don't they put it out i never <laughs> understand why movies like you know like, like George Lucas needs to just release the original Star Wars cuts. Yeah. Like, let the let, show the accomplishment you made back then. Don't 
add new stuff and act like it's like, oh, this is how I intended it to be. Okay, I want to watch the original because that's what made it cool. Why, why not just have all versions available? That's the <gasps> thing I've never understood. It's like, oh. that Most movies do. <clears throat> or like the, yeah. Yeah, it's like a, like Blade Runner. You can get the set mm-hmm. where it had all the released cuts. Mm-hmm. It's like you get like, oh, the theatrical cut, the international cut, the director's cut, the final cut. That's what I want. I mean, if if you have them all, why not, you know, package deal it or even sell them individually? It's like so everybody's going to have that version of it that they prefer, you know, like I, the clips from the 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 original Star Wars, like filming where it was where Jabba the Hutt was a dude. It wasn't the slug thing. <laughs> <clears throat> like, I'm interested in watching that. Like, <laughs> uh, I just want the I just want the cut where Han shot first. Mm-hmm. Apparently, in the Disney Plus version, they changed it again. <laughs> oh, I have I haven't watched it yet, but goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they uh, they changed it. I think they. I don't know if it was in the original cut or if it was. Con- if, it, if it was after it was recut, but yeah, apparently like Han just shoots, mm-hmm. he doesn't shoot at all, <laughs> and they and they just try to obscure it because they're like, no, we shouldn't make it. He's just a cold blooded killer. Like, come on, you should know this dude would probably just waste somebody for no reason. Yeah, he, he knew. Han Solo's he one knew. of the shadiest dudes in the galaxy. I don't care which version of it you you try to like ascribe to and say like <laughs> this is the this is the the real one. This is more true to his character. <clears throat> Han Solo's a motherfucking smuggler. He'd have been capping motherfuckers if he knew they was after him. <laughs> Dude got cornered. He was like, look, I'll get him his money. No, he wants you dead. It's like, well, bang. <laughs> <laughs> Who in their right mind wouldn't shoot first? Give a fuck. Right? <laughs> Anyways, back to the conversation of music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we talked about how it's timeless. It's great skill, entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to see how it evolves. Definitely. It always seems to change all the time. Mm-hmm. Like you went from classical, which is classical, and then um I think the evolution of uh when other forms started coming, like jazz, when that happened, that was like quite a shift. Mm-hmm. Especially it was mainly it was primarily a black dominated genre or style, like Duke Ellington and guys like that back in the day. Mm-hmm. And that has its own uh that's almost its own subset of evolution because jazz has taken many forms and there are many different styles of it. Almost too many. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, when it comes to the evolution of music, I'm I'm less interested in the long form history and more interested in um, an individual artist's evolution from when they started to where they're at now type thing. So like a band I'll oh, listen yeah. to. Yeah, I'll, like a- I'll appreciate how their sound changes over time. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I, I like that too. I mean... I don't. I'm not too deep into like classic music history, mm. but no, I do. I do like. I do like certain eras or certain artists. You know, that's why I like. Um, or I, I happen to like bands still that most people grow out of because you know they don't play the same music. Like mm. I will forever love Lincoln Park. Yep. I don't care what they make. That More band not- <laughs> is phenomenal. The fact that they've also maintained the same lineup mm. aside from when Chester Bennington died. It's like the a band that lasts this long puts out this many albums and constantly changes their sound and is still successful. Mm. Mike Shinoda's actually been like streaming on Twitch all the time lately. Oh, since uh, well, he's locked down, so he's just been on, he's just been on Twitch streaming, <laughs> making music, hanging out. I'm gonna have to watch it sometime. See the uh, family resemblance again. 
<laughs> oh, because everybody, thought, everybody, your brother everybody like thought my brother looked exactly like him. I'm like, I don't see it. I don't see it either. And then it really threw me for a loop when like I was at I was at a restaurant and somebody said I look like him. And I was like, no, like like, he pulled me. He said, hey, man, anybody ever tell you that I look like Mike Shinoda? (laughs) He was like, yeah, I was like, no, because I don't. (laughs) I look like I look like Mike Shinoda's overweight cousin. (laughs) Twice removed. (laughs) For real. Yeah, it's always fun. Evolution music. It's uh. Because it's it always, it, it's like this infinite multiplication too. Mm-hmm. Every it's like back then, you know, there were only so many. There's only so many, you know, composers back in the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and ones that actually made it a career. I mean, and and none of them, and none of them really made like that much money to begin with. Mm-hmm. Even though it was, you know, one of those things where it was like more the upscale people. We're the consumers of it. Mm-hmm. I never understood that, you know, that you play to a market of the extremely wealthy, but then you're not like becoming extremely wealthy off of it. Turns out you have to play to the <laughs> play to the impoverished to amass wealth. Yeah. And uh, it's yeah, each generational almost it's like, you know, OK, you had like your composers and you had your musicians and, you mm-hmm. know. You know, there are only so many people musicians. I mean, instruments in general, they only made so many of them at a time, especially they're handcrafted, mm-hmm. which that that's impressive to begin with, like handcrafted instruments. You know, that's that's why violins are, or or any string instrument is always expensive is because they're not like there's not like stamped and pressed in some assembly line. It's like, mm-hmm. no, there are people carving these out. There might be a thousand of these mm-hmm. in existence. Yep. Oh, instrument makers have always impressed me. It's just something I'm like, man, I would love to be able to do that. It's an it's an art of itself, you know the the art that supports the other art, <laughs> or it's like, or it's like <clears throat> making drums, mm-hmm. where it's like you have like animal skin and stuff like that. Yeah, and then just like uh, to, to speak on expansion again, uh, it's because like okay, once you, like other styles develop, it's like oh, okay, everybody else kind of gets another thing, and it's like okay, there's multiple forms. Mm-hmm. As society expands in population, there's more opportunities and they're like, oh, well, every more people can be musicians. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, wait, these new styles are developing in this certain area. Everybody wants to period. put their own spin on it. And now, you know, <clears throat> now we got the, you know, the era of the Internet where literally everyone and their mom does it. Yeah, everyone and their mom does it. <coughs> Definitely. Yes, everyone. Why is it, literally why is everyone, it everyone and their mom or like everyone and their cousin? Nobody ever says everyone and their dad. I don't know. That's really. In- I wonder. Where- yeah. I, <laughs> Everyone if, and their dad does. If I had to use the zero information I have on the phrase and make an assumption, I would say that it was probably rooted in uh, in the history of families having one income and that being the dad, so that the children and the the mom were the ones that had the free time to do something else. I just always I think that's it where it comes better. from. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone probably mom does it. Probably just, it just sounds <laughs> phonetically, it's just better. <laughs> well, like I said, zero information, trying to put some weird fucking image behind if someone, it. If someone has the answer to that, though, please oh, yeah. share. Yeah, please share. Please write in, comment. I don't care. <laughs> My curiosity's peaked, but I'm, I'm refusing to look into it myself. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love episodes where we ramble. <laughs> Look into it so that we can have a conversation about it publicly. Don't fucking message me. Yeah, don't message us. Comment on comment on the episode. Other people got to be able to interact too. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh man. I think it's about time for a water break. Good. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back. Back again. Mm-hmm. Back at around two. Talking about the validity of musicianship. Oh, yes. I mean, obviously, business is booming when it comes to music. Mm-hmm, 100%. Always. It's everywhere. From from the games you play to the movies you watch to the, the commercials to, on to your the t- TV. Say, the TV commercials. Yeah. If you watch TV, uh, a cable mm-hmm. television, that is. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, it's it's. It's it's in it's in our media to to the extent where like there's a tone or like a a, a simple uh, a simple rhythmic like chunk that you can you can repeat anywhere and everybody's like I know exactly where that's from you know yeah mm-hmm. I mean the, just the the opportunities for music alone I mean there's mm-hmm. there's people who are music supervisors on movies <laughs> that help pick that help just like just in general assist mm-hmm. the music into the movie, you know, whether it be like, you know, like acquiring songs mm-hmm. or just making sure things are handled as far as like the composer, the score and musicians are concerned. Um, I mean, just it, it creates opportunities for all sorts of things. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, you know, music, you might need merch. So you mm-hmm. reach out to people who make clothes. You know, if you need videos done, you, people who do video mm-hmm. you know, stage hands it's <clears throat> it's massive to the point where I, I i would say if in the absence of music I, i'm pretty sure our, our society would collapse that's how integral i think music is to life on earth that many more people would need jobs yeah <laughs> also it's just it's hard to it's hard to imagine you know no music be a really boring place. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I just I don't even want to think about that. That's just, that just sounds <laughs> awful. That's some weird dystopian future right there. No music. It's banned. Oh man. But yeah, I mean, you know, and uh, and with the internet age, it's really made an opportunity for everybody to be self-employed, pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know, all the artists who are doing it independently, whether you know they do YouTube, stream on Twitch. Whatever gets you out there gets you out there. But yeah, as long as as long as you're producing something that people want, yeah, music's a great opportunity. Yeah, or especially if you're a live musician, there's opportunities. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now there's not because of the the lockdown, so mm-hmm. no one's playing shows. Which yeah. I'm surprised they just haven't gone. I say the back. Some people are streaming. Mm-hmm. I've seen well, a bunch of people are streaming. Like a lot of people are streaming, actually. Um, but yeah, you also you can also make it out of anything. Mm-hmm. Especially with technology, you literally just like sample whatever sound you want and just make music out of it. For real, that, I mean, even even if it's not like using the technology around you, even if it's using like rudimentary instruments and objects to make music. Like I saw, saw everybody. I'm 
pretty sure everybody saw this at this point, but dude played uh, the Star Wars Imperial March with a ruler off the edge of a desk. <laughs> of course he did. <clears throat> or have you seen? I, I seen. Uh, did you see the video of um? Someone made a song with mayonnaise because mm-hmm. they were making fun of SpongeBob. Is <laughs> <laughs> mayonnaise an instrument? And then literally make like he taps a spoonful of mayonnaise as a kick drum, and then mm-hmm. like making all their sounds and made a whole thing out of it. Like, you could literally make it out of any sound. Now, now I need to see that. That's, Actually, that you'd be great. surprised what kind of sounds like you could make this like synthesizer sound that could literally be like a pig squealing, mm-hmm. time stretched, filtered, and put through effects, and you mm-hmm. wouldn't even know what it was. I remember for a project, I made a kick drum out of a cardboard box. That's great. Like a, like a physical kick drum, like you just beat the box to make music or did you like no, record I just, the I just, sound? I just, I, I, just hit the, I just hit the box. Oh. I didn't really do. I didn't like make, I didn't craft mm-hmm. a drum out of this box. I just used it as my sound. I mean, there's a lot of sounds and there's a lot of percussion sounds that you wouldn't believe aren't actual percussion sounds. It's just random mm-hmm. things. Like I've, I've seen people tap their microphone and that's a kick drum because mm-hmm. of the sound it makes. That's a good idea. I don't know why I never thought about that. Yeah, you just hit the drum. Funk. Yeah. <laughs> just use that as your kick drum. You're good mm-hmm. to go. Hey, I've seen some weird. You can also make weird stringed instruments. Like, have you ever seen a canjo? It's mm-hmm. a banjo made out of a, a can. And they get, they put a neck on it and, like, string it up. It's 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 kind of silly. That's cool. <laughs> banjo made out of a can. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's canjo. a bunch of weird, weird instruments. I've seen... Seen a guitar made out of a shovel. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that's a. Was that Jared Dines? Oh, no, wait, no, that was a hockey stick. And yes, it was. (laughs) I've seen many of his videos. I've seen the things he's done. I absolutely love (laughs) those. Have you seen the. The, Was it like. Does it gent? (laughs) Was it like. Oh. It was like a one string gent guitar. It was like mm. this super thick string. Mm-hmm. People were getting butthurt over it too. He's like, listen, guys, this is just a joke. Chill out. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Jared Dines, very gifted musician. He 100%. is very talented. Uh, it's also a great source of comedy. Mm. Like, actually, yeah, there's a lot of comedians that incorporate music into their stuff, like Bo Burnham. Mm-hmm. Or even, you know, yeah, I'd see people like just like play piano. Like, there's a, uh, what was it? I still have uh, one of Bo Burnham's songs scarred into my memory because i liked it so much there's a oh zach galifianakis is uh live at the purple onion Mm -hmm. he's like telling jokes and like playing piano along with it you literally put it in anything Mm -hmm. make instruments out of anything it's (laughs) it's almost like its own war it's almost like we're in like a parallel universe where everything is just interesting Mm -hmm. yeah and uh it's amazing the the reach it has. Like, especially nowadays where you can literally like I can just send a song to somebody in Europe. Mm-hmm. You could you can work with people in other countries now with technology. Yeah. Before it was like Live. you had to ma- That's the craziest you had to like mail thing. things to people and <clears throat> mm-hmm. You know, now it's just like, oh, send me that link. I'm going to send you this piece and then you're going to work on it and then you're going to send it back <coughs> and in 2 years we'll have a song. Yeah, just the interconnectivity is just the really most impressive thing, especially from a business standpoint, because it's like we've been able to streamline the process so much. It's like, you know, it doesn't take a lot to make something. Mm. I think the more we facilitate the ease of creation, then the more we can advance as a society. 
you know, as much as people like to be like, maybe not everybody should be doing this. You know, I do. I understand the whole concept. You know, the world's always going to need ditch diggers, but like, we don't need an endless supply of them. We don't need billions. I, I think of them. the problem is uh, the only problem is are you um is like are you are you actually developing the skill set? Mm-hmm. Like there are people who just make a noise and that's fine. Just don't try to be professional about it. Mm-hmm. No, it's like there, there's always going to be a place for like live instrumentation. Like, you know, there's always going to be classical musicians because 100%. it's like you want to develop the skill. It's like you know, people are going to still play guitar, electric or acoustic. Some people are going to play everything, like some extremely talented people out there. <laughs> That's just what they're about. That's their whole life. They're like, I need to play every every instrument ever made. I wish I could afford more instruments. I always have this idea. I want to. uh I want to teach myself more instruments. I want to make an album called Failing Jazz, and it's just me, like an entire jazz album composed and played by me. But I'm not, I'm not amazing at anything, so it'll probably just, it'll sound okay at best. But the intentions will be so good that people will appreciate it. And it comes, it comes out as uh, as magnanimously mediocre. <laughs> no, it's one of those things where it's like it's just okay, but the, it's the story behind it makes mm. it an instant classic. Like this is just amazing. <laughs> No, I want to learn. Uh, I want to play live drums. Probably get better bass, guitar, and keys. Probably mm-hmm. learn flute, saxophone, clarinet, trumpet. I'm trying to do it all. Like literally, like actual, like a full on like jazz like crew, but just me. Mm-hmm. Mainly because uh, I know uh, just seeing like other artists who learn like everything. Like my you, favorite two. You can't tell anybody that it's all you until it's like out in like. <laughs> gaining popularity because then when somebody's like yo live performance <laughs> you're like uh no <laughs> yeah no it's, it's just that just in, just inspired by people who do that like one of my favorite shoes is mad lib when he uh he started this thing called yesterday's new quintet for a while mm-hmm. he just taught himself how to play jazz music jazz instruments he just bought a bunch taught himself by just listening to jazz and i was mm-hmm. like wow you're like a savant that's cool, but it's just like one of those things where it's like, man, that's really interesting. And he came up with like different personalities for each musician, mm. but it was just all him. <laughs> that's depth. That's 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 great. Also, music's great for like pushing the limits of art. You could literally just like create entire worlds and characters out of it, or like people who do like concept albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are always interesting. Or the people who never stop making them, like Coheed and Cambria. <laughs> I take it back. I think the last album they released was just an album. Like, it wasn't a concept. They just made songs. Like, just regular songs. About time. I've never been, like, a diehard co- uh, what is it? Coheeder? Is that, is that the, is that the, the fan name? I didn't know there was a term for it. Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a fan there's a fan name for it, but I've never been super into Coheed. It was really just the one album that I listened to. Which one? The one that everybody listened to. Oh, I don't know what that one is. I don't remember the name of it. It's the one with um, I can't remember the name of the goddamn song. The only the one, the, like the only album I really loved was their first album, uh, Second Stage Turbine Blade. For everybody that's listening at home, it's the one Coheed song that everybody on Earth knows, and it's that one album. That's the only album. Oh, you remember Welcome to. Home? Yes, there oh, we that go. One it was yeah, in like oh every God. movie trailer. It was that. like they should put it in movie trailers, yes. and it was yes. <laughs> Okay, I tell you that 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 one has some good songs on it. Right, that's the only album I really fucked with. Because but... <laughs> that that song is just everyone knows it. Mm. <laughs> it never went. See away. now it's funny. Now, 
Because they had that. It, it was just such a striking like that. I was going to start like singing it, but I didn't want to sound goofy. So I was like, fuck it. I'll just get to it. Yeah, because because dude sings like four actors above his speaking voice. So weird. Yeah, you'd be adventurous with music. That's one of the things I like. Just all these stories and fun characters. It's Awkward also pause. a great learning experience playing music and learning to play music. Or at least like it's I think it's a good experience to learn more about yourself insofar as to say like where your like meter is if you're trying to sing or like what music you actually vibe with. Like you know, oh man, I listen to this type of music, but I don't enjoy making that type of music. You know, the funny thing is there's a lot of bands who do that Mm -hmm. where it's like the stuff they really loved is the stuff they don't make. Like Mm -hmm. Korn's a really good example because Jonathan Davis loved stuff like Duran Duran Mm -hmm. and like New Wave and synth pop and stuff like that. And then they were like one of the pioneers of new metal. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people do that. Like I remember I like I met this one dude at Guitar Center. He played like some like alt rock hard rock type music like he's some sort of like hard rock project but he's like dude i listen to stuff like daft punk like (laughs) Like, he was big into like electronic music yeah i I think it's the one that some people just don't like to make the stuff that they love because it's like they'd rather let those people make it Mm, like honestly there's a lot of stuff it's like you know with the stuff i make it's like you know some of the stuff i really love and we'll just jam all day is not the stuff like i would love to make it one day but it's like i haven't gotten there and it's like i don't know if i want to like i'm really big on like like yacht rock. Okay. For those who don't know what yacht rock is, it's a, it's a newer term that was coined in like the mid two thousands. It describes stuff like um, Steely Dan or anything Michael McDonald was a part of, whether it be him or Doobie Brothers. I think uh, who else? There's a couple other bands that fall in that. It's actually a weird genre where it's like there are things that are accepted as yacht rock, and then there are things that aren't. Like Michael Jackson's Thriller apparently is accepted as it, but like Rumors by Fleetwood Mac isn't. Okay. It's a really weird thing. It's it's like a newer term, but it's like, you know, I've always loved that kind of sound where it's like, you know, that West Coast like sound. It's like, you know, they blend all the stuff like, you know, it's a bunch of like white dudes who play jazz or it's like a mixed mixed race bands who like draw heavily from black music, but they're like not being offensive about it or trying mm. to claim it for, as their own. Uh, mainly also the musicianship is just everybody's like always really good on their instruments because like most of them come from like jazz backgrounds. So it's like they can play whatever. Yacht rock. That is a term I I have not heard of until today. Yeah, it was something I found out. I was like, oh, that it, it was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a you know, it's just it, it's kind of a term that described like you know those uh, <laughs> it, like those yuppies with the captain's leisure outfits, just, like sitting on their yacht. That's the kind of music they would like. You know, mm. those kind of like middle upper class like Wall Street type dudes who like they'd vacation and that's the stuff they'd listen to. Okay. That or I listen to like black exploitation soundtracks just because like best combinations like funk, soul and jazz and like it all sounds cool. Like I, I, I listen to them like did the same band play all these soundtracks because it all sounds great. <laughs> but then I remembered, damn, there were really that many good musicians out there. Actually, I remember one of the best shows I saw was a George Clinton uh, Parliament Funkadelic show. Mm-hmm. And uh, seeing that live was amazing just because of the proficiency of musicianship. Especially since they're all black too, mm-hmm. seeing black artists is just amazing. Especially when they play playing stuff that you wouldn't expect them to. Because there was there was one part where uh, there was some someone was playing a guitar cover, some 
like classic song. I couldn't remember what it was, but there was a point where they ended up like switching styles every now and then. like they went from that. And there was a point where they like two dudes went like straight thrash metal and then like just all these different styles. And I was like, man, that is some versatility. I mean, then again, like, you know, funk musicians are often regarded as some of the best musicians. Like even if what they play is repetitive, sometimes it's like the proficiency you have to do to basically sound like a computer made something mm. is really impressive. Like you can play that same rhythm perfectly for four minutes straight. It's impressive. That's yeah, that's, and you can always get better. Well-tuned. You, you can always get better at music. Always. Even, even if you're a master at one instrument, pick up another one, learn that one. There's no, there is nothing you can't learn in music. There's always another instrument. There's always another style you can play. That's why I tri- that's why early on I was like, I'm not going to make anything specific. I'm just going to make things. That's why all my stuff comes out weird. It's like, <laughs> I, I mean, you just got to think about all the different music that's in the podcast that none of them sound alike. Mm-hmm. That's just stuff I've just sort of made. It's also interesting to see. Um, I don't know, the kind of little communities that are made within genres. That's another thing I like to see. It's like, you know, you can almost like you can find your people that aren't your like, I don't know. Your people away from your people. Your home away from home. Yeah, your home away from home. Or you could find your a home that's better than your home. Mm-hmm. Personally, I don't like the whole like genre grouping thing because I feel like it's divisive. But that's that's on a on a people level, not on a music level. Well, it's also it's also the biggest culprit. Anybody in the rock spectrum are just douchebags about it. Primary. Okay, let's be real. It's the metal community that ruins genres for everybody because they're always so weird about it. Mm, I don't know. I I haven't really had that experience. It's more or less like the the classic rock people who've always been like degrading. There, you know, that's not real rock. This is real rock. Oh, those shit. type of people. I'm talking about like where it's like the people who are anal about like the different subdivisions, like in the metal and punk communities. Like uh, this, this post is this indie hardcore. Do a double backflip rock. <laughs> like, all right, do a double backflip rock. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, some are. I think it's just a tribute, like uh, not to offend metal people, but metal <clears throat> metal has some of the worst fan music types of music fans ever. Mm-hmm. Like just their attitudes. But yeah, uh, or like classic, or no, I will not even say classic rock, dad rock fans. That's what we're going to call it. Like dad anything rock dads fans. listen to. <laughs> it's like, look, I get it. There is some cool stuff, but trust me, I there are mm-hmm. plenty of people I like more. They wouldn't hold a candle to so-and-so whatever hair rock band in their prime. It's like, okay, that's cool. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's like in most eras, everybody likes all the stuff that I don't like. Like in the 80s, everyone's all like, you know, they all like the hair bands or they're like the metal. It's like, nah, mm. dude, I'm all about that synth pop, new wave. I'm mm. the fun stuff. When synthesizers and drum machines became more relevant, I'm all about that. Or like in the 70s, it's like, uh, 70s is a mixed bag. I don't know. The 70s in any art form is always just this like lawless wasteland. Literally, you made like, there is so much diversity in those eras. It's like, how does everything sound different? Or it's like movies. Like I'm really big on '70s movies because for some reason it was like the it all of them have this kind of aesthetic that they're from the '70s, but everything was so different. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of, uh, I think there's one record label that's going to be dropping "Urban" as a description for their <laughs> for their artists. Wait, what? Uh, like they're dropping the word "urban" mm-hmm. as in like because a new genre. 
no, no, it's not a zero. They're dropping it because like urban music, basically like colored people music. Oh, okay. Like urban All music right. would be like black music. All right. And they're, yeah, they're drop they're People are going to try to drop that because uh, I know that was a big thing at the Grammys where Tyler, the creator was like mad about it. I was like, why do we have an urban music category? It's not like we have a, you know, it's not like they have a white person music category. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. If we're going to have a, if we're going to have an urban music category, then we need to have a, uh, Let's see. Should it, should, it, should it be called Mountainside? Mountainside, <laughs> something like yeah. that. <laughs> there's urban, then there's then there's extremely rural, or I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm low key offended by that. I get it. I get, I get why he was upset. The urban music like, category. Uh-huh. Nah, uh That's not okay. Can we just call it music, please? The fuck? It's just an award show. Like, I don't, I don't, you don't want to be the best black artist. You'd want to be the best artist. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I guess someone was like, oh, Billie Eilish only won all those awards because she was white. And apparently she was like, I agree with that. <laughs> She's like, that makes sense. <laughs> or at least something like that. At least I'm pretty sure that's what it was. <laughs> she didn't say it. She was probably feeling it. I mean, you could tell from the look on her face when she was getting all those awards. She was like, please don't fucking say my name again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, Billie Eilish. God damn it. <laughs> no, there was one point where she was like, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I mean, you know, it's, despite all the, the, the back and forth about her, it's like, it's, it's, you know, I listened to her. I mean, it wasn't bad. I mean, it's not something I listen to every day, mm-hmm. you know. I just pretty much like that one last part in Bad Guy. Yeah. Where in the music video, she's sitting on a dude's back while he's doing push-ups, which no one ever realizes. No one knows about it because not everybody saw the music video. I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. dude, watch this part of the music video. It's just really weird. Just kind of staring at the camera the whole time. Also, it was like dark. It was like, like. Uh, it was like very dim light and like almost it was like a red tone. To I want to meet the person who like choreographed that chunk of the music video. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, like why was this the is why was this the aesthetic you were going for? Like I I I get it, it fits the song, but like what's in your head? <laughs> you know, actually, you know, because uh, the room makes sense, but then just the dude, <laughs> yeah, he's just doing push-ups, just one, two, one. Could two, you imagine two. having that conversation with somebody who's trying to like hire you to put you in a music video? They're like, all right, so we're gonna put you in, and we have this one thing that we need you to do. It's like, all right, okay, we just need you to push-ups. Oh, okay, so it's probably like a, a song about shit. <laughs> Greg just knocked <laughs> over my headphones. Probably a song about like bettering yourself and it's going to be like a clip of somebody in a gym or whatever it's like no you're going to be doing push-ups while billy eilish sits on your back and it's like the fuck <laughs> <laughs> kind of a request is that <laughs> uh, also i like the innovations that were made uh music videos cause a lot of interesting innovation in filmmaking in regards to coloring because those um before uh that was the first that was the uh one of the first usages of a uh, digital coloring like a digital intermediate for coloring picture because before You'd go, you'd send yourself off to a company like Technicolor, and it was, it was, you know, it's a photo, it's a chemical process. <laughs> Running into <laughs> everything. Just, we're just bumping everything. Today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But uh, yeah, you, you know, you take the film, and it's like, you know, you'd get your mixture of chemicals, and, it, you know, it was, there was a color timer. You'd put it in for a certain amount of time, come up, and then you'd get like the mm-hmm. different colors. 
but there there was kind of like flaws in the process where it's like you know you could control some things and you couldn't control other colors like one color would you do this but you'd lose this color that you don't want to lose and then a mm-hmm. digital digital intermediate came in came along and it was like oh we can isolate different elements and it was used in music videos primarily first because like you know that was really the word digital kind of like became more relevant in that aspect of filmmaking mm-hmm. and that's why you saw a bunch of like weird bugged out music videos because one you could do whatever you wanted to like you know music videos are always like really interestingly made especially depending on genre or time period but yeah that was like you know if you saw something with like interesting colors it was like or like different things it was you know they were using this this new technology and they embraced it also who doesn't love like music videos because it's it seems it's, like the, there's never not an interesting music no. video <laughs> I think my favorite like subsection of music videos is uh, the older hip hop videos where they all where they all look like they were filmed in the same area, the inside of a cheese grater. (laughs) 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 They always do that like fisheye lens towards the back of the the room and then there's just lights everywhere. Well, it's funny, depending on the music videos, a lot of it because before that there was a lot of like common directors to mm. work specifically in hip hop and you'd see a lot of different styles. But yeah, there was always there were always really different like especially like like maybe early 90s where everybody was like the especially like the fashion back then like mm. it'd be like an all art room with a bunch of like obnoxiously colored things. You had like baggy overalls, like mm. giant hats and weird like polka dot shirts or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like the inside of a cheese grater. <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of weird videos like that. Mm-hmm. Or like I like one. Uh, what and they're always it? like turning sideways and like shouting at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I love that stuff. Oh man, hip hop music, or or just like a. <laughs> you want to make a new like fire hip hop music video? Go back to that. I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I like when uh music videos started taking more of like a a cinematic approach, mm-hmm. or like they do like experimental stuff because it's like, man, why does this look like a movie? Mm-hmm. That's something one of my favorite music videos right now is um Thundercats a uh, Dragon Ball Durag video. <laughs> just because it looks like a home movie, him just like being creepy towards the girls. <laughs> I mean, the song itself is funny, but when you watch the video mm-hmm. and then you realize Zach Fox directed it, I'm like, okay, I get why this is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, M- music videos song. are also like a great opportunity to to more more clearly depict like the narrative intent of the song yeah that's that's definitely that's, that's important like there's plenty of, there's plenty of songs where like i'll listen to it and like i'll pay attention to the lyrics and i'll be like oh okay okay so this is what this is about and then i'll watch the music video and it's something entirely different you'll be like oh so that's okay. what you meant <clears throat> yeah i like the i like the direction that uh music videos have taken just over time mm-hmm. it's always really interesting uh, you know a lot of actually filmmakers you know, some filmmakers start as uh, music video directors like David Venture. He when he got his start because he like li- he lived in California. I think he like lived next door to George Lucas or something like that. His mm-hmm. family was like neighbors or something like that. He got actually a job in industrial light and picture and was like, I think he was a camera assistant. He he had a small job on Raiders of the Lost Ark and Return of the Jedi. Hmm. OK. And when he was really young, I want to say early 20s, maybe younger. I don't know. He started um this. uh company propaganda films with a couple people and that was they did uh advertisements and um yeah they did advertisements and music videos and like 
there were so many 80s music videos that David Fincher did. Actually, at the MTV Music Video Awards, there was what like there were years where he was multi- nominated multiple times in the same categories. Wow. And he and he was he was he was making the best direct he was making the best music videos at the time. Like he he's worked with like Madonna, George Michael, just a bunch of people. And then um he also did uh there was this one ad he did, I think it was his ad he did of um an anti-smoking commercial of a I want to say it was an ultrasound of a fetus smoking a cigarette or something like that. Mm-hmm. And that like got a bunch of people's attention. And then um, you know, eventually he, you know. Did, I mean, he did the music video thing for a while, and then uh, eventually he got Alien Three as his first feature, which you know Fox didn't give him the control he wanted, so that's why it didn't end up as good as he intended. It actually, uh, he said, nobody hates it more than him. Hmm. And then he did Seven, that sucks which because I like it. <laughs> he, he did Seven, which was amazing. You know, obviously one of Be- Brad Pitt's like best early roles, and obviously Morgan Freeman's always a treasure. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, he does the the game with Michael Douglas and then Fight Club, which obviously Fight Club and then, you know, many movies after. So, yeah, so so many different career paths stem from music. It's amazing. Can literally open the door into just about anything. Yeah. Or, you know, people who start in music and end up in movies mm-hmm. or they end up as business people. Yeah, I mean, if you understand it from the ground up, no, there's no better place than to be at the top, you know, making sure everything goes the right way. Yeah, on that note, I think it's time for another water break. Mm-hmm. Good and thirsty. back for the third section mm-hmm. um i say one of the things i really like about music aside from being a good skill to develop it's something that you can do the rest of your life yeah it's it's when you when you pick up music it's it's less about like picking up and developing a skill for like creating a an ob for a, a pro specific product it's more like <coughs> It's more like you're leaning into a lifestyle change. Yeah. You know, it's like you, you'll, you'll practice or you'll play every day. You know, it's something to entertain people. Something you can do for a job. Mm-hmm. It's something you can do literally till you die. So even- I was listening to Faking Notes once. They were talking about some uh, classical. I don't know. It was a violinist or something. She died on stage. Mm-hmm. That's wild. <laughs> what a way to go. Just like you're playing and then your brain's just like. Sorry, bro. We're done. <laughs> it's like this is it. This is this is this is the thing I built my whole life around. And your brain's like, yeah, this is the perfect time for you to go out too. Click. <laughs> <laughs> it's like <laughs> your brain just like shut off. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I guess if if that's what you put your whole life into, then you're at peak happy. So there's got to be no better way to go, right? You know, all that serotonin flushing in your brain's just like, yes, sir. <laughs> right about now. Uh, like it's like I've got a timer like all right at mm-hmm. the end of this passage we're done I wonder mm-hmm. if anybody's brain is just like we'll wait for the last piece mm-hmm. that's the encore <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's something you can um, it's also something it's a great uh, it's something you can teach other people mm-hmm. it can bridge the gap between two people that have nothing in common you know there's uh, two people who are like 
who don't know anything about each other. One, one, one person wants to learn how to make music. The other person knows how to make music right there. Or you could, Connection. you could find out, uh, you could come across people who you don't even know do music. Mm-hmm. It's like when, um, it's like when we first met John Lee for the first time. And then I found out he produced music. I was like, Oh no way. Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't just make awesome merch. You make beats too. It's yeah. also, it's also like, um, uh, personality padding you know like it adds a layer to who who you are yeah definitely when you when you meet someone and you're like yeah i'm a gamer i play games they they look at you in a different way but if you meet someone and you're like oh i'm a musician i make music they're like oh there's there's a a positive connotation to it people don't people don't look at it negatively yeah and i say well yeah for gaming it's either gaming they're like oh you game or like oh okay you game because i mean ga- gaming is pretty linear for the most cards it's like you play video games i mean most you know most people like video games it's mm-hmm. like you know obviously there's you know different types of games but with music it's just like you don't even know okay what do you actually do mm-hmm. like there's like in interest in intrigue there you're like okay wait do you play something what, what do you play what kind of stuff do you play do you know these songs? Can you can you play these songs? Why does that always come up as soon as somebody's like, "Yeah, I make music." Oh, play fucking uh, Freebird. Like, <laughs> Worst thing is working it's like, at- dog. I play a piano. Play Freebird. <laughs> I, the one thing I hated at a guitar center was there's like you know, and this pretty much happened in the guitar section where they play the same generic songs. Mm-hmm. I remember one time these two dudes came in and they were literally playing like the year two thousand five in like pop punk. Wow. Like literally like like they were playing like did they play I don't remember. I remember they played the middle by Jimmy Eat World. Okay. And then they just played like pretty much anything that was around that time that sounded like that. And I was like, what's going on here? Like mm. it was a, in a different world. Obviously, you just entered play a time smoke machine. on water, enter Sandman. Uh, I hated working in pro audio because the keyboards were next to me and people would play. Don't stop believing. <laughs> and it drove me nuts because I can't stand that song. <laughs> like, do you, know, you guys know song, anything man. else on piano? <laughs> Every now and then we get somebody who, who could play classical. I'm like, good. Don't mm. play. Don't stop believing. They they show, first they show off that they play classical and then they're like, all right, don't stop. I mean, oh, it, it, it's also like the different other things that you can go to, like like music therapy mm. is a thing. Um, it's a it's a great way to keep your mind sharp. Mm. I mean, you know, if you if you want your brain to stay healthy, I encourage picking up some form of music. Yeah, you know, it's, you know, it's it got it's mental gymnastics. Just gotta keep them gears spinning. <clears throat> I think also the capacity for what you're able to compute as far as just general information is really interesting in music, especially like I, w- I heard somebody talking about, I think it might've been fake notes. Uh, one of them was talking about, uh, I think it might've been Drew was saying that he said, uh, someone told him that the best way to learn, get better at jazz is you learn your favorite song, you transpose it and learn how to play it in every single key, which is pretty insane mm-hmm. given all the keys that are out there. In, uh, it's like you know I, I don't know if it was every key and every mode but it was like you know figure out how to play it every single way possible I mean but jazz musicians it's like they're, that's like almost some like higher form of intelligence especially when you play like improv jazz mm-hmm. you know like jazz, if you get a jazz group who can improvise really well especially like you could take a standard a standard jazz piece and improvise off that where people are like constantly rearranging editing like reacting all this stuff simultaneously everybody's in tune it's like you know you literally just have it's almost being psychic mm-hmm. you you can predict what everyone else is going to play just because you're that good at it 
know, it's it's one of those art forms where it's like it's like you know there's talented people in many different areas of life, but it's like if you're talented to a certain degree in music, it's like you literally are like almost like a step above certain people because you're like it because it's like it's not easy for everybody to like understand that like music's not so there's some points where it's not even fun to understand it you're just like there's so much information you have to understand i mean music for the most part is math so if you don't like math you're already not going to like playing music Mm. but like i was never good at sight reading and it's not a skill i developed but anybody who can sight read i'm just like good for you what is sight reading uh reading like playing sight reading is being able to play music you let's say you take a piece you've never played before. You can sight read and play it, like you just you basically read it like a book, playing the notes as as you, as you see them. Oh, okay. So it's like you don't know the piece. Like you know, if you put a piece in front of somebody, sight reading would be here. Play this without playing it, and you obviously you know how to play, so you're playing the notes as written on the page. Okay, all right, <clears throat> I get you. That makes. But sense. I came from playing by ear, and then I learned, tried to learn in when I was in school because it was primarily, you know, you had to learn classical stuff anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just something I never took to. I'm just many gifted people who don't know how to read music, but then there's gifted people who read music. There is an interesting thing I noticed was all the kids who are primarily played reading music weren't good at improvising or mm-hmm. didn't know how to. It's like the music, and even their musicality, it's like it had to be written in order for them to do it. But the people who play by ear, like. You know, they weren't good at that space, but they were good at just improvising and just like going based on, you know, what they feel. It's a really interesting dichotomy that music has. I like it. It, it, it definitely, it, I don't know. It it shows where like the rigid, like structured learning takes place and what what develops from that. And where, whereas a lot of the more quote, like quote unquote self-taught people develop yeah. into the more free form music. Yeah, it's also kind of like it's almost like a lateral move to certain other things. It's like playing music is almost akin to coding. Like if you know anybody who codes, it's like they just sort of just like keystrokes galore and like, oh, here's a little program I wrote. It's like it's like that with music or like even composing music or, like you know, people who are, you know, who make furniture and like all their all their everything's precise mm-hmm. or like an architect. I mean, they're, they're all just basic forms of like processing data so this one's just a little bit more fun i mean if you break it down to that level what isn't processing <laughs> data that's true but that's 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 a good connect a good connection point that you can i'd, I'd say I, i'd say i say it's more i, I think coding <clears throat> is a more of a direct mm-hmm in that narrative of like, oh, this is the kind of data. It's like, you know, the characters they in how you form code is coding's, similar coding's, to how music. Coding's composing, but for a computer. <clears throat> yeah. Mm. And some people use code to compose music programs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me compose this piece of composing software so you can compose your music. You know, it's funny. Uh, Ray Kurzweil is like <laughs> his primary thing he got like successful for was actually music. Mm. And now he's like bringing the tech and like, you know, he's ready. He's like, the the singularity mm-hmm. yeah no dude he uh yeah his he his biggest his big venture back in the day was like he had an instrument company i think he was like a kid he programmed some like computer program to like play music or something like that mm-hmm. yeah it's a it's something you can do in old age yeah as long as your <clears throat> as long as your body don't give out on you so you can actually like play the instruments or if you're doing it at, at the technical level your your mind as long as you don't let it give out then you can still just you know 
work with whatever software. Yeah, and and it's something that just it, it's like because of music, it's like you almost like it extends your life. Like all the music, like especially like jazz musicians are just like musicians who are older, like mm-hmm. especially the ones who play in the like seventies and stuff like that. Right now, I mean, it's how like, many how many musicians do you see that are like X amount of thousands of years old, basically, and they're still like, yeah, I can bust out this violin and play it just like I was in my thirties. You play it better because mm-hmm. you're still playing it. Mm-hmm. You can always get a little bit more precise. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit more perfection. They, they don't there. have that like that de- that degraded uh, motility. You know, they don't have like the shaky hands that are incapable of doing you know precise tasks. Yeah, uh, they, because they <laughs> they've done it for so long. Mm-hmm. It's like it almost is. Like, it's like a preventative measure for the, like the motor deconstruction remain sharp. Yeah, it's also something you can pass down. It's like you know. Mm-hmm. You can teach your kids music. You can teach your grandkids music. It's like a whole generational thing. I think I think a problem we have and why we don't see it as much is that people don't view music as functionally important. And I think that's an issue that needs to be addressed. Like if everybody and their cousin has uh, a story of, you know, like a, a parent typically a father passing down like mechanical skills, you know, like, Oh, my yeah. dad bought this shitty car and we worked on it. And that's how he passed his skill down to me. And now I know how to do that because it's a skill that I need to have. But people don't look at music as the same thing. You know, people don't look at music and it's like, that is a necessary skill. They look at it as, as superfluous or extracurricular. I, basically. It's always amazing. Cause you always see those posts. It's like, uh, it's like, Oh, why would you want to get a degree in, in art? Mm-hmm degree or not what do you consume on a regular basis you act mm-hmm. like it's not even a thing you act like yeah. it's not of anything that's significant literally your whole basis of entertainment is in mm-hmm. art because it's because people don't uh translate it's because it doesn't translate into like uh of a very clear-cut direct line of like income i think is, is why people it's, view it that it, way it doesn't exist within the plain zeitgeist of indentured servitude yeah you can't <laughs> you, you don't get an arts degree and then go become employed at the art factory <laughs> yeah <laughs> whereas you know you 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 get all this mechanical skill and then you're like all right well i'm gonna go work at this auto shop or i'm gonna go work at gm or ford or whatever you know building cars and stuff and all that or like that's a real job. But mm-hmm. that, that's a man's job. I hate that shit. <laughs> I've always hated that sexist shit. Oh man, that's this is a real man's job. It's like, well, I did one of those for six years, and I can tell you, I don't enjoy it. So I'm gonna go ahead and not take the man's job. Or it's right? like you know, it's like how, how, how people are gonna be like, podcasting isn't a real job. We'll be like, oh, just give us a little while, mm-hmm. prove that wrong real quick. <laughs> podcasting is just like, I mean. If if you don't like podcasts, then you don't like talk shows. If you don't if you don't like that, you you don't like a lot of me, uh, like news media. Think about it. Yeah, it's it's all it's, it's really it's, all the same thing. I mean, aside from the aside from the point that like uh, maybe news is a, is a poor poor example. Uh, it's more more akin to say like uh, radios. Uh, oh uh, yeah, radio radio. radio um, when they're like. They do the same thing. You know, they, they're like, oh, this just happened in the world today. And they talk about it, except they'll put their opinion with it, you know, as yeah. opposed to like a, a large, uh, a large news station is, you know, they're just going to belt out whatever is being fucking fed to them by the teleprompter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so if you so- don't, if you don't like all that. If you don't, if you don't like the radio in your car that you listened to before, we had you know Bluetooth connections and auxiliary ports and everything. If you didn't enjoy any of that, then yeah, I guess for you, podcasting isn't like legitimate. <laughs> they preferred just only music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's um, 
I, it, it's amazing to still see people not view it as a viable career. Mm-hmm. Like, so always irks me. It's like, especially with it, there's so many options to make money with it, though. It's like, look, we have a list of like 500 different ways we can make money from this. No, it's not a real job. You don't work for somebody. <laughs> That's you're, the mentality that needs to get broken. <laughs> That's not a real job because you're not enslaved to someone who gets to dictate how much you make and how well, the quality of your life. They decide, but okay, your, your schedule's not decided for you. That's not a real job. <laughs> That's a big thing that that we need to continue to address in these like validity episodes. Like, yeah, there's you could just like do the nine to five and but like that whole not a real job thing, which we should probably just make a a, a, a the real a job series, episode. Uh, uh, or just make a series. a series about it. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> but that'll be the bonus series for the fourth quarter. Uh, real jobs. <laughs> yeah, like legitimately. But anyways, <laughs> I digress. To the point of where I'm losing my own train of thought. Um, the whole real job thing, yeah. It's it's because it's not in slavery. Right. It's not. It's because you're not working for somebody else and giving up your freedoms to just have a paycheck. It's not a real job. I mean, come on, you got to think about it. I mean, you know, some people taking feet pics is their job mm-hmm. because you know what, what's an episode of show where you don't talk about people taking feet pics? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll never say that that's not a job. <laughs> It, it, until if you, you, if you get some money, it's a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <coughs> Just earning the 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 residuals off of it. Also, know? it's it's one of those things. It's like, uh, you know, oh, it's not a real job. It's like you know, regardless of what you think, it's like it's a job. You never have to quit. Mm-hmm. You don't have to retire from music. Nope. At some point, you, at some point, you're gonna your body's not gonna be capable of doing like all the the extreme manual labor shit that you're doing right now, like construction workers. You know, they're not always gonna be able to do that. Does that make them incapable of having a real job now that they're physically incapable of doing that, or are they just gonna move to something else that is no, also the, be- the best part job. about music? Is if you have a career in it and it's like recorded music, you'd be like. Oh, it's not a real job. Oh, that's cool. Hey, how do you like your uh, social security? Because you don't get any residuals from the jobs you've had. Oh, mm-hmm. hey, I make royalties. Yeah, I get royalty checks every six months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the other thing too, like long term money. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, what was it? You don't get royalties for working on a car, <laughs> right? You might get royalties for designing a car. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's like that story. Uh, was it a? actor and singer jason weaver he was the uh singing voice for young simba mm-hmm. and uh they actually they actually asked if they actually tried to get permission to actually uh not use jonathan taylor thomas and have him be the voice of simba but contracts were already signed mm-hmm. and uh they got the deal uh they asked um what was it um they offered him two million dollars for it and they got excited and then his mom was like so that's the only payout he's gonna get See if you can negotiate something else. So then he got, uh, I think it was a hundred thousand dollars in indefinite royalties, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, so it paid two million over time." He's like, "Yeah, I did that." He's like, "Yeah, that check's nice, and it's a generational thing. He can; those are going to be paid to his estate for life because it's the Lion King. It's a Disney property. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be licensed for something. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, man. How many Wait, people- hold on, hold on. Indefinite <coughs> in indefinite royalties paid out to his estate." Wouldn't when, when that uh, persist past his death? Yeah. So That's what I mean, like, okay, so his, his, his so because you, you said you said for life. So like my my brain went to well, I mean, uh, I mean, 
I, I, in perpetuity. I didn't mean to say, yeah, say so, for life. As long no, as his I, bloodline exists. Yeah. His, and somebody's his, profiting his kids, off of it. Kids, grandkids yeah, are gonna get this as long as as long as life still exists. Contract contract of, of like the lifetimes. Yeah. Indefinite royalties. You ever, you see that, you say yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I can get paid forever? Mm-hmm. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Or it's like, you know, uh, it's funny how uh, people are so against sample based music, which is it's becoming a little bit more accepted now. But I saw this one story, it, it, you know, there's such a good thing to sample based music that people don't realize like, oh, it's stealing music. It's like, OK, well, yes, we, we acknowledge we steal things if we sample music. We know that. But I wouldn't even call it theft. If you uh, if you clear it and work out the deal, you get the original artist gets paid from it. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people who get curious. Hey, what's the sample from? And then you might just gain a new fan because someone else used your music. Mm-hmm. You know, George Clinton is pro sampling because for one, he gets paid from it because you know all the all the rap songs that sampled his music. Because mm-hmm. especially when everybody's sampling funk music, um, he said, "Yeah, I got paid from it." But also, there's entire generations of people who discover my music from that. Mm-hmm. Like there's a one uh, what was it? Uh, I think producer Just Blaze was took. I think he was taking a cab or something, or maybe it was a car or something like that. His chauffeur asked um asked who he was. He was like, "Hey," because it was a reference to this uh, song he produced for Jay Z called Songray. He's like, "Hey," he's like, "Uh, you ever heard of a man named Jay Z in his uh song called Song Cry?" He's like, "Yeah, I produced it." And he finds out this driver got a good payout from it, and he used it to start some like program or something like that with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of people like, you know, because you have to you, once you get paid, you got to pay the, you know, the people who, you know, got you there. who got the right because you're, you're credited as a songwriter if you're sampled. Mm-hmm. Like you have actual songwriting credit and you also get publishing from it. So you get residuals from that. So it's just like, yeah, you know, there's, again, multiple ways to make money. Yeah. And, you know, music, it's like as long as the music makes money, you get paid from it mm-hmm. unless you have a really bad deal where you don't, you know, your record label takes everything. Like yep. uh, there's a story of a TLC, their second album, which went diamond, sold 10 million copies. They got like they got like nothing from it Oof. because of their deal. <laughs> oh, but you're doing it for the exposure. You want to you want to be known. That's why you did it. And this was their second album too, so it's like they were already known. And this 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 uh, album catapulted them to superstars. And they're like, they got like three points each on it. They're Oof. like, they only got like six figures from it, like mid six figures maybe. And they're like, okay, so uh, I think Left Eye was breaking it down in uh, some document. I don't know if it was a documentary about TSC or it was the documentary about her when um, leading up to her death. But uh, she was talking about. She's like, okay, so let's see. I got this. This is what this costs. This is how much we get. We're in this tax bracket percentile. So this is much taken. Okay. I, you know, I buy this, this, and this. I might buy a new house. What am I paying my bills with? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's wild, dude. I mean, that's it. That's like the downside is like, you know, you could like lose money or, you know, have really bad deals and never make any money. Just don't sign <laughs> anything until you understand the exact ramifications of it. Or don't sign and just license your music. That's yeah. a big thing people are doing now. They're licensing it to labels. They're like, we'll do a one-off deal and then maybe renegotiate. That's the best you can do. Yeah. It's also something now uh, you can be famous for longer now mm-hmm. and still make relevant music. Like, you know, before it's like there's a lot of the old bands back in the days where it's like, you know, they don't make new music because they're nostalgia acts. You know, some genres, though, you're allowed to make whatever you want, whenever you want, even if you're old. Mm-hmm. It's like a Chuck D from Public Enemy. Like. 
I don't think they're called public anymore. I think they're a different name, especially since I think Flavor Flav was kicked out. But um, he's he's I think he's like sixty. He I think he turned sixty this year. Wow, still rapping. Uh, he had a stint with his uh Prophets of Rage, which was the three musicians from Rage Against the Machine and Be Real mm-hmm. from Cypress Hill. It was. It wasn't that great of an album, <laughs> but it's like you went from like well-respected hip hop legend to being played on WGRD. That's like the it <laughs> is. like what kind of career move is that? It's like, man, you just catapulted yourself back into stardom, even though they never stopped. Like Public Enemy releases music every few years. You know, dude, 60 still rapping. I think E-40 still raps and he's like in his like late 50s, I think. And he drops like one to two to three albums a year. Sometimes he drops a lot of music. Or like, look at, you know, like Jay-Z. Jay-Z's like 50 now. Mm-hmm. Still putting out music. You ain't never got to give it up. It's like you don't have to stop. That's what I love about music. It's also, um, I don't know. It's like, it's good uh, good for the brain. It's like, it's like, it's, it gives you that brain that, you know, intellectual nutrition. You know, it's, it's like the thing. It's like, you know, um, playing music, uh, playing music to children in the womb have like effects. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, or, or like early development, if you get children into music early, they, you know, it's like, like they show there's like studies like, you know, oh, people who do music, they always score, score higher in this, you know, test higher in that. I mean, mm. obviously we'll have to get into a, we'll have to do an episode where we dig deeper into that stuff. But, you know, I think the only negatives that come from music is, you know, it's like, could you end up a terrible person? Could you get addicted to drugs because of a lifestyle of a musician? <laughs> could you end up depressed? Yeah. Like, <laughs> is that it? That's it. You know, it's like. If, if if you're one of those people who's like writes their music about like the world and the, all the constant bad negative <coughs> bullshit that's going around on right now, then you're writing all your music about that. And then that becomes super popular. That's all you're going to hear. You know, that's all anyone's going to want you to perform. That's all anyone's going to ask of you. And then you're just going to be in. That I mean, you, there forever. are those songs like, you know, like the, the classic songs by people that hate them, like uh, mm-hmm. Flock of Seagulls and Iran. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's what the song's called. That dude hates that song, but it's mm-hmm. his most famous song or, you know. Like Fight for Your Right by the Beastie Boys. They hated that song when they recorded it. And it got so massive. And they wrote it as a joke. <laughs> and then there's songs that people love. Like, you know, Never Gonna Give You Up. Mm-hmm. Which, wasn't it like not, nowhere near as popular way back then? And now it's just... It, it was actually successful. Mm-hmm. It was successful in its time. And Rick Astley, the thing is like... He took a break for family, I think, when he decided to kind of take a break from music because mm-hmm. he had gotten successful and he just took the backseat. He's like, I got money. I'm just going to, like, you know, raise my family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, it, the Rick Rolling thing happened and that's what kind of brought it back. And he was like, oh, this is cool. I don't mind this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he did it in like one of the uh, Thanksgiving Day parades or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yep. He did. <laughs> when they're in on the joke was, and, they're, uh, and they're like cool with it. Had like, oh, fuck, what was it called? That, that cartoon show the imaginary foster's home for imaginary friends oh it was on that parade i think or that float oh okay because like if i if i remember remembering correctly i saw the video of it and one of the characters like <laughs> a before or after the song is like i like rick rolling and i'm like what the what's going on what kind of bizarre stuff is going on over there <laughs> oh i like when artists are in on the joke like when uh found a recently in real life I, I like when we found out recently uh, Eminem sent mom spaghetti to mm-hmm. <laughs> workers in Detroit. I was uh, like, <laughs> when the joke gets all the way back to him and mm-hmm. he embraces it. I still love that version of uh, 
lose yourself was mom spaghetti and they just replace every word with mom spaghetti yeah just about every every place where it makes sense it's just mom spaghetti there's also a uh, fun things um with digital music like all the weird mashups you see mm-hmm. like uh um oh there's just a bunch of them the mashups like uh, of uh, across genres. Okay, I got one. Uh, the Wiggles and Slipknot. Oh, you mean any, you mean anything mixed with psychosocial? But the Wiggles one was hilarious. <laughs> it's like fruit salad, yummy, yummy, and then they, and it comes in with his vocals. You're just like, why does this fit? <laughs> I think they mixed it with Baby by Justin Bieber. Mm. There was a there was a couple. I like the one where was it? They mixed the sexy back vocals with the music with psychosocial. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That fit, and I didn't understand that one. I didn't know how to feel about it. But I oh, there was it. a there's another one. It was a, a Britney Spears song mixed with a Deftone song, and it <laughs> fit. And I was like, "What?" <laughs> Surprised we don't have a whole bunch of bizarre genres stemming off of stuff like that, dude. There's a bunch of weird stuff. Like I, mean, I, I say that listening to Poppy. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a there was an interesting thing I found. Um, uh, songs slowed down. Mm-hmm. I found Michael Jackson's songs slowed down, mm-hmm. and they sound awesome. Mm. He also doesn't sound as high, but it's like this slow groove. I was just like, why does this work? <laughs> I have to look into it. Oh, man. Well, yeah, I guess that's a rambling aside. Yeah, that's what the, uh, you know, music's valid. <laughs> if, if we can, if we can ramble about music for an hour and a half, then there's some substance there that needs to be appreciated. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the show. I'm talking about the music. Oh, know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I challenge anybody who's listening to this to be like, I don't like music. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to dig deeper into it sometime. But yeah, that's a uh, that's the episode for today. Um, we're getting closer to the season finale. I hope everybody's enjoying. I hope everybody enjoyed the four episodes we dropped. <laughs> <in one day. laughs> that was fun. Yeah, I got I had people messaging me and you know commenting and sharing stuff like ah four episodes. I actually talked to Josh in person. You know, and he was like, man, I thought my day was going to be bad and, and boring. And then four episodes, he's like, yes. Like he knew it was Wednesday. So he was like, oh, there's a new episode out. And then he sees four and it's just like, what? Yeah, we're getting closer. Next season's going to be bananas if you liked this season. But yeah, Excellent that's a big sight. Yeah, it's, we're going to end the episode. It's been a long week. I'm tired. Probably going to eat or something like that. Oh, well, yeah, that's the episode for today another rambly episode as always but uh yeah uh, you know you know what i always say stay hustling and stay hydrated peace